Let them be mad. I don't care. I don't care. We don't care. Like, you're not, you're done. You're fired. Get out. Goodbye. We're good on you. Like, we're tired of this America that we're living in. And it's time for a change. All right, y'all. Well, if you have a fuck you, you know what to do. (laughs) Send them to us here at blackatworkpod at gmail.com. By email, you can also go to our website and um, that's blackatworkpod.com or hit us up on social media, please, um, at blackatworkpod everywhere. Our first fuck you comes from a girl with no name. Hey, ladies. Okay, so real quick, I'll just let y'all know the girl I'm talking about is Elizabeth. (laughs) Yes, she is white, and we have been super, super tight work friends for about two years. Since COVID, I don't see her around the office much because we all are remote now. But we keep, and I am open, all day talking shit about our coworkers like we did when we were in the office. We are also friends on social media. I bet y'all know where this finna go. So throughout the few years we've been tight, she and I have never talked uh, politics or anything like that, or even mentioned it. Just on GP, I don't talk about that shit. I don't know what GP means. Um, General principle. Oh, okay. Just on general principle, I don't talk about that shit at work. And every time we hung out, outside of work it's just never come up yesterday as we're all sitting home watching these sorry ass election results she posted a meme about how joe biden is stealing the election and the votes counted are fake i couldn't help myself and swiftly corrected her incorrect ass suddenly her and her clan members her and her clan member friends started attacking me saying dumb ass shit like i voted for a pedophile and mail-in votes aren't real and just a bunch of crazy shit so i texted her and told her it was odd finding out she was a Trump supporter and I must be her black friend she uses to negate her racism. (laughs) (laughs) She accused me of being racist and how Trump has made this country better and blah, blah. I blocked her ass, so this fuck you is for her. Elizabeth, you crusty crab eating bottom feeder bitch. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you for acting like my friend when your political beliefs are rooted in my oppression. Nobody should have to explain to your dead brain ass how supporting a motherfucker who doesn't denounce white supremacy on live TV is racist. Bitch, Barbara Streisand has done more for the black community than that still pedo. Baby, is this data? I did not. Oh, Bitch, Barbara Streisand has done more for the black community than the stale Cheeto puff you call a president. Fuck all of that. Anyway, outside of the racism, he is a clown. Can't associate myself with somebody so dumb. In the words of Dana, you gonna die, saltine. Bye. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> you read this bitch for utter filth. I don't even have shit to say. Yeah, you befriend these white folks at work. 
And you be thinking they cool. This happened to me. This happened to me. I swear to God. When Mike Brown got killed, I'm from St. Louis. When Mike Brown got killed, the whole city was uh, in disarray. And you could tell the tensions and shit coming into work. White folks looking at you like, mm, you rioter. And we looking at them like, mm, you racist. So totally feel this. That's when I stopped befriending white folks at work just on GP because I didn't want to run into no shit like this. But um, you already said what I would say in return. I mean, what you got to know? Baby, baby, that's why I said, Dana, now you sure she said you gonna die saltine bye <laughs> baby last week Dana had all the buys all the buys she ended um, everything with bye <laughs> out no. you. and oh and I love you because you watch Game of Thrones yes I can tell cause you're your name a girl with no name oh that's a character on uh, Game of Thrones yes Y'all petty, y'all black. No, I'm just I love you. <laughs> I love you. Thanks for writing in. You the bomb. Y'all lame. No, I'm just kidding, girl. With no day, that's cool. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I'm the same way. I don't. Bef- well, I have white coworker friends, and I've never brought up any anything politics because for that reason, I ain't got time, and I'll be about to have to go off on somebody. I'll be done. Got fired. So. Um, I don't even bring that up. But yeah, shout out to you, baby. You read her. We ain't got nothing else to say, child. Uh, let's see. So our next fuck you. This one isn't a fuck you. This is a response to last week's, um, I guess, water cooler. Um, it, this comes from Anonymous. Love the show. Thanks. But <laughs> BLM, Black Lives Matter, does not mention the black man in their bylaws. Y'all can Google it. We need another avenue to justice because this ain't it. Um, Just say you're homophobic and get out of our inbox because that's where that bullshit rhetoric is rooted in. A lot of people don't know this because it doesn't matter. But Black Lives Matter was started and organized and kept alive by black members of the LGBTQIA community. And when all this shit went down, when everything was being organized and shit, nobody was thinking about, oh, let's let's specify every black in our bylaws. No, they say black lives matter. What don't you understand about that? That covers all black lives, men, women, boy, girl, trans men, trans women, non-binary, everybody. They're calling for black lives to matter in this country. So that whole bylaw shit, that come from, and I hate to use the word hotep because hotep is not a bad word, but that come from them hotepy niggas on uh, Facebook and Twitter talking about this ain't acknowledging the black man. These the same niggas that be like... Oh, it's so many gay black people on TV. They turning our kids gay. Listen, I am 30 plus, 33 exact. And I know other gay 30 plus people who grew up watching straight people all day on TV and they still gay. So your logic is flawed. What's my word? Bye, baby. Bye. Well, I mean, what I want people to realize is that let's stop trying to nitpick everything. Like when we have we have Black Lives Matter. Like, let's not pick, oh, well, it doesn't say Black men or it doesn't say, it's Black Lives Matter, y'all. Like, is, is, does, does Trump's, is Trump doing anything to organize anything for you? 
or for black people or is anybody else coming together to form something where we have a voice or where we can speak up and protest or do do whatever. Let's not be so nitpicky about everything. And let's just say, OK, we have an organization that is trying to speak out about black lives. I mean, it, it should just be the end of that. We shouldn't even be going into all of that because it's a lot of people that don't support black people, period. So why are we trying to combat three black women who formed this organization and tainted? Like, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter. Like what you're saying is irrelevant. So it's completely irrelevant. Everything Anessa said, don't try to come in our inbox trying to buffoon us with words. We got Google. We know what Google is. We can Google it and you Google it. Read it again. Just because it doesn't mention specifically a black man does not mean that we're ignoring black men, black lives, period. Bye. And the Constitution, uh, one more thing, the Constitution does not say black anything. It says, okay. you, it says you're a piece of wood, if we want to be exact, your property. So <laughs> let's not even go there and try to talk about, you know, black lives. Like, be, I, I, anyway, I'm done with it. Right. Bye. <laughs> so we got a fuck you in our email in our inbox in our email and the subject is drag um <laughs> so this is a follow-up you know we love follow-ups hey ladies it's kim again y'all said my real name the last time girl well you gotta be specific because we forget child you okay. But she says, LOL, anyway, I cannot wait to hear y'all's commentary on these fools in this election. <laughs> Monday cannot get here soon enough. I'm writing in today because one of my white coworkers has lost her shit. And I just have to tell somebody because I don't talk to these motherfuckers I work with. Cindy came to work on Monday and weeks prior to this, she told us all that she plans on working the polls Tuesday and won't be in. That was a lie. So Tuesday comes, she came to work complaining about her stomach hurts and she needs to go home. My boss said, do you have Corona? Who <laughs> <laughs> She said she wasn't sure. Question mark, question mark. She must have forgot she lied about working the polls. I laughed to myself as they sent her lying ass home. Wednesday, no Cindy again. Thursday, no Cindy. I'm sitting on my couch last night watching the news waiting for these results. And who do I see on the news outside protesting with no mask? Cindy. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) It was the no mask and her little beat up poster that took me down. LMAO. I hollered all night. So today I know we're going to get another notice that she was out again. Nope. She up in here. LOL. Looking like Meryl Streep in Death Becomes Her. (laughs) <laughs> Baby, y'all are really coming with y'all it today. Hilarious. Hmm, must be the lack of sleep from her hard labor protesting for her rights, quote unquote, or Corona. We don't know. I saw our boss in the bathroom and I asked her if it was safe for Cindy to be here since she suspected she had Corona. Oh, she's not sick like that. It was just a stomach bug, my boss says. The lies. All these morons are probably in cahoots with one another. I hate it here. Y'all are my only black co-workers, quote unquote. So I just had to tell somebody about this madness. Cindy, fuck you. I hope your prejudiced ass does not get corona. Oh, I'm sorry. She says, I hope your prejudiced ass does get corona for being out with your yellow with your fellow idiots last night, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all reading them for us. I mean, I don't have nothing else to say. I mean, first of all, hold on. It is so fucked up that she's getting away with all of this lying at work. And then secondly, you out here... 
protesting for your quote unquote rights at these super spreader events and then go bring your ass back to work the next day with your asymptomatic ass. No, just based on and I would have took a screenshot of her ass on TV and took it to HR and would have been like, um, excuse me, I'm immune compromised and I, I'm concerned because Cindy was out pro yeah, yeah. Get her ass the fuck out of the the office. I don't know what y'all are doing in person, um, what type of work this is, but she gotta go. That's number one. Number two, <laughs> she should be just fired for lying about being sick and being out protesting, but they won't do that. She looks stupid like the rest of them, and we'll get to that one later. Girl, she looks so stupid, and I would have, if that was me, baby, I would have got my phone out while I saw her on the news. I would have got my phone out, press record. Yeah, look at Cindy. You can't deny it. Look at her, no mask on, then came back to work the next day. It wouldn't have been right. no screen top of me, baby. I would have had it all on camera. <laughs> I would have told them. I would have been like, Cindy, where where, where have you been? I would have let her Well, I got you on camera. Girl, I would have been even more bolder than that. I was like, how was I would have came over to her that's like, how's the protest last night? <laughs> Stupid bitch. Girl, yeah, y'all are reading these folks for Phil, but that is hilarious. If you have a fuck you, send them to us at Black and Work Pod on all social media, all social media, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Or send them to us. Online or on our website, I sound so old. Online, <laughs> blackatwork.com, <laughs> or email us blackatworkpod at gmail.com. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> anyway, let's do this fucking water cooler. Well, as you know, we record this on Saturday, and by the grace of God, dum 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 dum. Come on, Oregon. We got the election results, and bitch, it's about to get real, real, okay? I know we were all dooms and glooms last week, but I got one message for you, bitch-ass Donald Trump. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Get the fuck out of my house. Girl, (laughs) shout out to... President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Black woman, Black girl magic Kamala Harris for the win, sis. Man, so many people we need to give shout-outs to. Let us start with our queen, Stacey Abrams. Everybody, bow. She was cheated out of her election. She didn't throw a tip of tantrum like that freeze-dried mango in the White House. What she did was she mobilized, she got people organized, and she turned Georgia blue. She turned Georgia blue, which, correct me if I'm wrong, has been blue for 28 years. She She got people registered, fought for more polling places in heavily populated Black areas. She did her damn thing, honor a queen. Honor a queen. Shout out to these black folks who got out and listened in Atlanta, Fulton County. Shout out because I used to live in Fulton County. Come on through. Come on, Fulton County. Joseph E. Lowry Street. Okay, Robert E. Lee. Come on now. Nah. Named after <laughs> all of these slave, slave owners. 
Baby, and a political activist that worked hard and fought for us to be able to vote. So shout out to y'all black folks for actually getting out and doing what was right because this was very necessary. And shout out to Offset too. Niggas was trying to clown him for voting and he kept going. He kept going. He kept getting people registered. He utilized his social media, utilized his voice, and he didn't care if people were saying that he was lame or dumb. He got people mobilized in Georgia too. So shout out to him. Another fucking shout out to Cindy fucking McCain. Bitch, you did that. Donald Trump clowned her husband for years who is a pow by the way pow meaning prisoner of war he was uh i think over there for like seven years could you imagine he didn't honor him when he passed away donald trump called uh john mccain a loser all of that cindy said you know what bitch i got you bitch and she flipped arizona blue so shout out to her Blue, 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 blues, clues, blues, clues. Okay. And then also, (laughs) we would be remissed if we didn't give a shout out to the women of Alpha, Kappa, Alpha, Sorority, Incorporated. Y'all queens are truly the first (laughs) at everything. I want to see y'all strolling. I want to hear y'all ski till the cows come home. I love the Divine Nine. I love what y'all do. I stand for this. This is a win for y'all too. Shout out to Howard, bitch. Come on, HBCUs. We up in the White House. Hello? Y'all, this is what they taught us, Black excellence. Black excellence. So shout out to everybody who were on the ground, all the organizers, all the people's names that we don't even know, all the poll workers, everybody that said we are done with this Cheeto Puff and we want him out. So get out of my house. Get out of my house. (laughs) Get out of my house. (laughs) Oh, man. So with that said, you know we've been in the midst of a week full of bullshit from you niggas old president i've been exhausted girl exhausted he basically lost his race on wednesday it was very clear that well it wasn't very clear but it was kind of clear that he was going to lose even though he were he was up in most of these states millions of mail-in ballots had to be counted and It was no way for them to be able to call it. However, we knew that the majority of mail-in ballots were for Democrats because Democrats really utilized that as their point when they were, um, what is the word? What, what, when they go around in the cities? Protesting? No, um, you know, getting off the word to vote. What was they? What are they doing? No it, Trump calls it a rally, but they call it oh campaigning. Else. Campaigning, God <laughs> damn! <laughs> you not the word to vote, baby. Hey, it's all the same. Anyway, when the Democrats were campaigning, they heavily pushed mail-in ballots. 
So why are you bitches? Why are you bitches confused that most of the mail-in ballots are for Democrats? That's number one. Number two, your dumbass president told you not to vote via mail because the ballots were fake. He told you guys to go out on election day, which would add up to the fact that on election day, he was leading. (laughs) You bitches are dumb. They got up, went out, protest Cindy. Cindy, she was one of them. (laughs) Went out protesting and didn't know what the fuck they were protesting for. They were just like, count that vote. And then miles away in another city, stop that vote. (laughs) And then you got Trump going ape shit in his supporters inboxes, sending them threatening emails. John, this is your last chance. The Democrats are trying to steal the election. I mean, it's just all, it's just psychotic. It has been hilarious to see, but also very um, disappointing because (laughs) just like um, our homegirl earlier, a lot of us were for the first time realizing how dumb our white friends were. So, but anyway, that shit was ridiculous. What do you think about them kneeling in protest in the streets? The Trump trolls, child, is what I call them. So y'all, first of all, (laughs) so y'all had the nerve, the audacity to kneel. Why, Why white folks always stealing everything that we do? The first person to kneel was Colin Kaepernick. That was his way of protesting, by kneeling. Y'all wasn't kneeling until we started kneeling. And he, y'all didn't like us when we was kneeling. And now y'all want to kneel and bow down to y'all's master. Stand up and get another gesture. Throw up the peace sign or some child. Because the kneeling, it's the kneeling for me. Y'all can't kneel. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all. Like Trump trolls. Bye. Y'all lost. Um, We're tired of Trump. We're tired of y'all. We're tired of the disrespect. We're tired of the of the just not being able to come together. Like, y'all look ridiculous. Get y'all asses up and go home. In Maricopa County, 200 Trump supporters armed with AR-15s surrounded a voting counting site. There was no pepper spray, no water cannons, no tasers, no arrests, uh, no police setting buildings on fire because they be doing that shit. No National Guard, no rubber bullets. Yeah, these motherfuckers are still out here protesting, asking for a recount of votes already being counted. You guys are dumb as fuck. Just a complete disgrace. I will say this. I know Republicans. I know real Republicans. George Bush, his daddy, all of them. Those are real Republicans. John McCain was a real Republican. Trump is not a Republican. And the way he has castrated this entire party just to run this shit show is all telling it's all telling um you bitches are surprised in saying that these votes are fake and they shouldn't be counted without doing any type of real-time math four years ago there were 14 16 17 and 18 year olds a whole generation of them who could not vote until this past Tuesday. Did you ever consider that? Did you ever consider the fact that we're in a global pandemic 
And there are a lot of immune compromised people out here who don't want to risk their lives standing in line in the poll. So they opted for the mail-in ballot. There's also a lot of people who never, ever fucking cared about voting up until this point because they were tired of this bullshit. So you guys can file your lawsuits all day, go back and forth with the Supreme Court on this all day, waste your time, waste your money, send out these threatening emails to your followers and all of that shit. You have got to go. Out of my house. Get out of my house. Get out of my house, Cheeto Puff. (laughs) Get in your U-Haul truck. It's outside waiting on y'all. You and Melania and all y'all, your your siblings, your kids, all of them. Get them out. Right. And uh, who also can get the fuck out? Um, Steve Bannon. (laughs) who called for the beheading of Dr. Fauci and the FBI director, Ray. Now, Twitter banned him because he was threatening and shit. But you would think somebody that is already currently out on bail on federal charges would steer clear of threatening a federal officer. Put him under the jail, just on GP. Look, we use a GP all show. Just on GP. Fuck this bitch. I'm just so goddamn glad that even though we're going to be hearing about Trump, he is not going to hold the highest office in our land. Um, my kids are not going to grow up in Trump's America. And I'm just overjoyed with motherfucking happiness. Period. The media all day has just been talking about, oh, Trump's going to be so mad. The Trump trolls. They ain't say Trump trolls. I'm saying Trump trolls. The Trump trolls going to be so mad. Da, 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 da. Let them be mad. I don't care. I don't care. We don't care. Like, you're not, you're done. You're fired. Get out. Goodbye. We're good on you. Like, we're tired of this America that we're living in. And it's time for a change. It is probably so hard for him to uh, realize that people don't like him. He is a sore <laughs> loser and it's so disgusting. And it's just no leader needs to be in the in the office like that. Like he needs to be looking at John McCain when he conceded to President Obama and how he did it so graciously. And just do the same thing, bro. Like we tired of this. We're tired of this, and your supporters um, are fans. They're not Republicans. They're super, super, super fanatic fans who lean on everything you say, who don't do any research for themselves, who think that somehow God has you in this office. Speaking of, I didn't even have this on my list of shit to discuss today, but did you see that that video of that white pastor calling on black ancestors? Call the white. Paula White, yes. Call I can't me. believe Paula. Girl, I can't either because my mom used to listen to her Girl. when I was growing up. Yes. But, um, yeah, she was calling on uh, the Black ancestors and uh, South Africa and South America to get this nigga elected. Bitch, this is goes to show you that you, the God that you niggas are serving is not the same God that we are because there is no way. There is no way that a God I serve would uphold the bullshit that y'all are talking about, so white, white supremacy, and even uphold this clown who y'all know is a clown in the White House. How dare you? How fucking dare you even correlate this bitch with God when he sat up at a college graduation and called 2 Timothy to Timothy? He don't really know goddamn Bible, bitch. Paula White, 
first of all, you've been, 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 been done for me, but you are black toast done for me. Like, I hope you obscured into oblivion with, with your president and all of these other stupid ass celebrities who put their last reputations on the line to support this bitch. That says a lot about Paula. I, she up there, boom shakalaka boom shakalaka Jamaica, Israel, all of ya. Come on now. I want ya. Paula, you got some nerve, Paula. Paula, we done with you, Paula. Oh, yeah, like, we been done with you, but baby. And don't bring my ancestors try to call. Well, they ain't gonna come for you, because they don't They didn't come. They made your ancestors. They ain't coming, bitch. ancestors? And we, you think our ancestors are supporting that? Sis, come on, sis. Girl, our ancestors was up in heaven giving that one face like, mm. <laughs> That's none of my business. That's none, none of my, my business. business. <laughs> All right, so for this last story, y'all kids gonna have to help me out here because I've never heard of this young man, King Von. I hear that he's quite famous, right? From what I know, you know, I, I'm 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 not the, I'm old too, child. So I've heard that he's famous and and all of that, and I think he was like on the verge of like really popping off, like Pop Smoke was. Okay, okay. Well, he was involved in a police shooting uh, this past week and lost his life along with three others. So rest in peace to him, um, Young King. I'm going to check out your music. His life was affected by a lot of people. So I felt it necessary for us to give a give him a shout out. 6 9 though, was trending after his death. Ugh. I hate to even talk about this because I fucking hate this scumbag. But he was laughing at a video of Lil Durk finding out that King Von had passed away. Such in poor taste. I fucking... I hate this idiot. I wish he would go away. I wish I would even stop giving him the type of attention that he so desperately craves. Like, this this nigga has a, a 6'9 on his face. He's mm-hmm. screaming, look at me, look at me, look at me. And he's steadily doing dumbass tactics to get people to look at him, to talk about him like we're doing now. But please disappear into oblivion. You are, first of all, not black. And for all the black people that sit around and let you say the N-word, I want to smack them too. Because you can't do that shit in front of me. Go off somewhere because your music is trash. You are trash. You should still be in jail and just disappear. Bye. And listen, 6ix9ine, I don't even know how you got included in the culture. Like, child, you was at Subway making sandwiches. I was telling you, light lettuce, please. Make my meat <laughs> a little bit straighter. Uh, my cheese, that ain't how I want my cheese. <laughs> you have no right to speak on King Von's death, especially when, you know, we're constantly being shot down by police. I know the story is still developing. And then now they're saying that supposedly he wasn't shot by the police. He was involved in a shootout before the police came. I don't know. But still, 6ix9ine, be quiet. Sit down, have several seats and go buy another week. Please get you a new lace front. And the last thing, I know we're like over, but Oregon becomes the first U.S. state to decriminalize possession of all drugs, including cocaine, heroin, meth, and um, yeah, cocaine, heroin, and meth for personal use. <laughs> now, let's clarify this because um, some people don't know, but these drugs 
aren't legal in the state, but you won't go to prison for your addiction now. Um, you'll get a hundred dollar fine and the state pays for your rehab using the marijuana, uh, marijuana tax laws and revenue that they already have. So this is kind of a good move, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> but, um, shout out to Oregon for being the only state to do this shit. <laughs> Yeah, people probably going to get bandwagon because, you know, I agree with, you know, them not sending addicts to prison because, you know, that doesn't solve anything. It's right. definitely not the solution. I feel like instead, like set them up with like some type of mental help or rehabilitation assistance, you know, because I mean, that's just it's scary. Like the people that's addicts ain't go overdose and. I don't know. Like you said, it's like, okay, at least they're not going to prison. But I wish they would set something up to where they could, like, get the people help. Because obviously people are doing this for some type of reason. So, And let the people that are already in jail for these offenses out clear their records so they can get jobs and be productive members of society and buy their drugs legally so that your state can get financed that way. How about that? Period. And I'm all for decriminalizing marijuana. Yeah. Now, child, they, they uh, legalized marijuana in four more states. So, hey. Not Texas, though. It's coming, child. All right. Well, guys, that's it for the water cooler. Let's take a break. All right, y'all. So today for our down to business segment, we have host and creator of the Ever Revolving Podcast, founder of Ever Revolving Woman. She's an admin of Black Casters for Podbooking. And she has her own podcast. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the Ever Revolving Podcast. Welcome, Miss Angela Sheree. Actually, the Ever Evolving. Oh, <laughs> so- Ever Evolving. What did I say? I think you said revolving. Oh, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so we want to hear about this work experience that you have during COVID and how it's been going for you. Yeah, so I've been in um, the corporate America and healthcare insurance for the past 10 years. Um, And I recently took on a new role in in a department um, that, you know, I didn't really know anybody. And so going into it in this time was a little, you know, you don't know how people feeling and what they're thinking. It's, you know, we've seen um, how everyone has been really divided um, uh, in this election and in, in this time. So I would honestly have to say, though, that this new department that I'm in with my manager, um, he's been great to an extent. And I'm going to elaborate on that extent in a little while. But um, he's always checking on us um, as it's, it's me and another coworker that are, you know, the African-Americans on the team, black folks on the team. Um, so he's always checking in when something happens on the news. You know, how are you feeling? Do you need some time? Uh, do you need some time off? Um, he's actually asked me um, on several occasions, how can I help? Um, because I am oblivious. You know, I can't say that I understand. Um, and so he'll reach out and ask, you know, how can I help? Do I donate? Where do I protest? Um, and so that's really been great, um, especially because we're telecommuters. So my manager lives in Connecticut. Um, and so there's a lot going on there. So for him to be concerned with um, myself um, and wanting to know how he can help has it's really helped because there's been some very heavy days for all of us. Um, when, you know, you come to work and it's like, I don't feel like working. I don't feel like talking, you know, with everything going on. But having that support 
has been really great. Um, my manager also pushed for us to have like personal PT, like mental health time, you know, that you don't have to use your personal PTO. But if it's too heavy for you, you know, if you're going through, you got too much on you, just take take two or three hours for yourself. Just let them know and you can take that time for you. Um, so it's been really good to have, you know, to have that, especially when um, you don't know really who supports and, and who, who you can look to as an ally in this time. So uh, that's been really great. Right. I was going to say, where you find this magical unicorn right. white man? Where he come from? <laughs> I was about to say, that's really good because a lot of these companies, like they shot over, you know, what's going on. Like they won't bring it up. And of right. course, like, like you, you say you, you and another colleague of yours, y'all are the only two black people on the team. That's just like me and Dana. We the only two black girls on our team. So, or black women are on our team. So, and nobody has asked us are you okay? Not What's going on? Like <laughs> any of that. So the fact that they are, you know, really hands on and reaching out and also providing a mental health day or a PTO day, like what? Cause I want to call in black. Um, okay. Reach out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but I think that it comes from, um, because so my manager is married to a black woman. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, okay, right. It. And that's why I said to an extent, huh? Because I'll say this: I, I do know that, of course, he sees how his wife, you know, has to navigate through the world, and of course, he sees, you know, the things that concern her and in her heart. And um, she has a child that, of course, they parent together now that they're married. Um, so. I, I'm going to be honest and say, I think he feels like he understands more than he really does because of that. But I still have to appreciate that he's trying, I guess. <laughs> and how has that, how has, you know, has that helped you at all in your work life? You know, um, maybe in your personal life, like him being so supportive and maybe giving those mental health days or, you know, you and your other counterpart on the team, your other black counterpart on the team, has that helped you guys at all in your work, you know, yeah, I think it's helped me um, because um, I use my platforms to really speak out um, against the injustices. Um, I, I'm not one of those people who feel like, oh, well, it didn't happen to me. So it's, it's, it has nothing to do with me. I feel like my coworker is like that, though. So I don't think he cares one way or another. He's one of those, um, you know, Oreos. To, so oh, Daniel Cameron, attorney. <laughs> yeah, that. So he just got to be like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I don't know. What, what, why, why are you so down? You know, and I'm just like, are you serious? Or are you, are you for real? Um, but for me, it has definitely been um, helpful uh, because there are times when I have been really heavy, especially, you know, earlier this year when a lot of the, you know, George Floyd and Rihanna Taylor, like seeing those videos and hearing the, the calls and just all of that stuff. I was like, OK. This is too much on top of a pandemic, on top of, you know, the president we got on top of, on top of everything just felt like it was piling on to each other. So having that, it did help. What do you think that other companies should take from this type of experience and implement into their own? Because like Anessa said, we both are in a similar situation as you and your colleague. However, we don't have that type of support. So the obvious answer would be, oh, just get managers in with support. But what types of things do you think that they should just implement 
in companies, period, so that when these things happen, we're able to be taken care of mentally um, so that we can perform for them for do their jobs. Yeah, like you said, um, I think that you have to understand if your employees are not good mentally, physically, emotionally, so they are not going to perform well. And I think sometimes the solution is, well, just hire, you know, hire more color, hire more diversity, hire. more. That's not always the case if you're just hiring us, but you're not asking us how we're doing. So I think that something as simple as asking, even if you don't fully understand or can relate, ask me how I'm doing. I mean, that's just common courtesy. How are you right. doing? And really meaning it. Um, and then beyond that, a safe space for us, because I'll be honest, I work for a huge company um, that. Everybody else has a place. Um, the uh, LGBTQ uh, community has a place, and and these over here, everybody has a place. But when it comes to, let's say, even and I hate to say this, but like Black History Month, or it's like a little little quote they put from Martin Luther King. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. But there's no space for us. So I think really creating a space and putting people in place that understand what we're going through and having, you know, uh, mental health, free mental health um, days and mental health classes. And uh, um, I know they have the EAP, but specific to what we are going through and dealing with, because when you call those EAP lines, those are people that, you know, you can get anybody anywhere. But having people that are assigned to what we are actually dealing with and able to speak to those things, I think, you know, is very helpful. But it starts with just compassion and and understanding, you know, and even if, again, you don't fully understand, just asking someone how they're doing, you'll know if they are or not, you know, if they're good or not. I was just going to say, and compassion is something that you obviously cannot teach because, like I said, you know, these people, they don't you know, say, how are you? Like, what's going on? We, we just seen a eight minute and 30 sec- second video of George Floyd dying. And then the next day we have to come to work. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it's just to your point, compassion is, you know, really the key. I mean, it's obviously it's not something that you can teach or, or train because you would think that these companies would, you know, understand that. But Yeah. And another thing I want to mention, too, for everybody who works at a company that has EAP, EAP means Employee Assistance Program, and they offer some companies offer free therapy sessions for their workers through this program. I have utilized this through my job. And when the corona hit, when the pandemic hit, they increased the therapy sessions from five to 10 and also included any therapy sessions for anyone in your home. With that said, I know there's a lot of people who are just now getting into therapy or wanting to get into therapy and don't really know how. This is one of those avenues to getting to that place. You can call them and ask them specifically for a Black therapist in your area or a black gay therapist, black trans, whatever, whatever you feel like you need so that you can heal and and kind of get this shit out. EAP is very, very helpful. Um, And I'm so glad Angela mentioned it. So if you guys have that on your job, please look into that because that's a great way for you to get into therapy without having to pay. And you can switch up therapists if you go to the first one and you really don't like her. You can use your EAP to try to find another one. They'll give you a list of people. 
um, utilize those services because we have to keep working because we have to keep paying bills. <laughs> so a lot of us just can't stop and take a black day, you know, yeah. so try to do other things in order to keep your mental space well. That's that's the only comment I had on that. And I'm glad you said that, because especially as uh, black people, sometimes, you know, mental health and therapy is still a stigma amongst us and not something that we want to talk about or feel like we need or. But the the trauma that we have endured this year alone, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, going to therapy, just getting having an outlet to just talk. That's really all, you you know, you do um, is just getting all of that stuff out. It it is tremendous the way that it helps. Um, I started therapy back in April, kind of around, you know, the heat of all of this. And I honestly can say there's no way that I would have been able to maintain everything that I do and to continue on if I hadn't started therapy. Same for me. Same for me. I say on the show all the time, therapy changed my life in more ways than one. It I always say it made me a better bitch. But um the truth is though, it's it's helped me first be able to have someone to bounce what I feel or my crazy thoughts out off of. And two, she kind of gives me direction in order to center. So Please, 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 you guys, if you if you need this type of help, even if you don't feel like you need this type of help, I have friends that go to therapy and and don't necessarily, quote unquote, need it, but they they just need that type of outlet once a week. Just try it and um, it'll definitely help you for sure at work. Definitely. Yeah. Switching gears here, um, Angela, what made you get into podcasting? You know, you talked about how you like to, you know, use your voice for speaking out for, you know, the black community and Mm -hmm. all the things, you know, the injustices that are happening. Um, Is that kind of what made you get into podcasting? And if not, what actually made you get into podcasting? No, I actually started um, as a blogger. So I started blogging back in 2018. And that just wasn't my ministry. I, I'm not a typer. I got tired of trying to figure out and, and misspell words and edit and, and listen, it just it wasn't it wasn't working for me. So I said, how is you know, what other avenue can I use to still use or still give advice or things? Because I started off talking about my evolution to 30. And that's where the whole ever evolving comes from, because that year 29 going into 30 was something else, you know, the things that I learned, the things that I endured. And so I started just sharing my experiences in the blog. And so I said, yeah, we ain't gonna be able to keep on doing this. And so then I just started the podcast and I started just, again, talking about the things that, you know, I went through and sharing my personal experiences and and, and using that, telling my business to help others. (laughs) And it, with everything that's gone on, I said, okay, I have a greater responsibility. This thing is bigger than just me and just talking about life. And just, it, 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 I really feel like all of us have responsibility, but I felt the weight of that. Like, how can you have this audience and have all of these people listening to you every other week? And you're not saying anything about what we're seeing and hearing and feeling. And so really it was just a responsibility and a weight. Um, I said, cause if I'm feeling this and if I'm feeling down and I'm feeling depressed at, at what I see, how many other people that are tuning into my platform, how, you know, how are they feeling as well? So yeah, it just became like my mission in this whole season 
season three that we're in, um, I entitled it Black is King. And the whole season is all Black guests. Um, and we are celebrating, educating, uh, loving on each other. Like that's the whole mission. So it was birthed out of just, you know, these people are coming to you. Give them something, you know. So where did the idea, well, actually you can clarify this for me, Black mm-hmm. Panthers, is this um, your birthing or are you just an admin of this um, movement? So the work that I do with the season three Black is King and and, and shifting my platform to really uh, support us in this time was viewed. So it was, they saw it on social media and was like, you know, we want you. We don't want to create a space for black people and we not black and we don't understand and we don't know what to say and we don't want to be politically incorrect. And so after seeing the work that I was doing, um, they were like, hey, let us know if you would be interested doing what you're already doing. Um, on the podbooking platform. And so that's how that came about. So talk about a little bit more about podbooking and mm-hmm. what you guys are doing over there and explain to us all what it is. Sure. So podbooking is a new platform specifically for podcasters. So uh, they call it the LinkedIn for podcasters. So if you're looking to get exposure for your show, if you're looking to find guests, if you're looking to be a guest, um, this is the platform for you as a podcaster. Um, so it's very simple. It's free. It's not a membership. It ain't nothing crazy. It's not like the Facebook groups where you join them, but then you can't talk about the show. You can't post nothing. Um, it's a platform where it's all about you and your show and what your needs are. So it's free to sign up. You sign up and then there's several different groups that you can be a part of. Um, When you join, you automatically become part of um, the the show group where you just, again, promoting your show, letting people know what your latest episodes are, um, what it's all about. Um, And then there's other um, groups where, you know, it's just for guests. If you're looking for guests, so people will post, well, this is what my expertise is, or I'm looking to be a show uh, on a show about this. Um, So it's just a platform for all of your needs. Um, So I'm the admin for Black Casters, which is. Uh, I say for us, by us a little bit, taking it back uh, to the FUBU days. (laughs) Um, It is a a, a safe space where we can talk about how we are doing in this time um, as podcasters that are using our platform to speak about everything that's going on. Um, I specifically um, have some things coming up, and this is the first time I'm talking about it on the show, so this is exciting. Um, I'm looking for people who are doing amazing things like you all and, and others where I can promote um, their shows. Um, we have some some big names as far as sponsorships in the background where they're looking for people that are doing some amazing things on their shows. We're going to have Q&As, live sessions, um, uh, all kinds of stuff that I, some of that I can't talk about. The app is coming out next month. Um, and so it's just a safe space to create and collaborate as Black Podcasters. Um, a lot of times I've joined uh, groups for podcasting and it's for black podcasting. And I always either got lost in it because it was too much going on or the admin won't let you post this or that. This is not what that is. Uh, whatever you want to talk about, however you want to talk about it. Um, that's what pod booking is all about. And like I said, we have some things um, coming up, especially for 
2021 that are about to be huge. We have um, new shows that would be launched out of this. Um, so if I see someone and I say, hey, this person is doing amazing at what they're doing, uh, we have pod booking originals that's coming out 2021 for people to have just a show under the pod booking label. So it's, it's going to be amazing. We just launched uh, November 1st live and we're already in over 10 countries. So it's dope. Yes, and to oh, let you guys God. know, Black at Work is a part of pot booking and Black Casters. Uh, we Damn. want we want every piece of that, okay? Okay, <laughs> for real. Yes, yes. So I'm super excited right now. I'm just trying to grow the group, uh, grow, you know, bring people on the platform before to give everybody a fair shot before I start just posting stuff and 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 reaching out to people about certain things. Uh, so that's kind of where we are, just building the community. Um, but yeah, it's about to be everything. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, um, with that, you know, you're a black podcaster. We're black podcasters. Can you speak about why why you feel like our voices, especially as women, black women, um, in this time is important right now for people to be able to hear us and, you know, talk yeah. about the issues that, you know, that arise in our everyday lives and work, you know, mm-hmm. personal, um, all of that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's super important because even now, you know, there's a thing kind of going around. Um, we we don't we aren't heard. Um, uh, we're shut up. Right. People don't believe us when we say something. Um, it it is super important because I just feel like even me personally on on the job, um, in some relationships I've been in, you know, you feel like your voice is silenced and it doesn't it is it doesn't matter. And so I think it's important to let black women know that you matter, your voice matters and it's valued, um, especially in this time. You know, uh, you got a lot going on. I'm not going to get into it in the news and media about stories that have come out in the in the last few months. And you see the same story come out about, a you know, Caucasian or any other ethnicity and people believe it and support and hashtag and send money and send funds. But when a black woman says it, you got everybody coming out of the woodworks, calling her a liar and, and cussing out, talking to her crazy. It's crazy. And no matter what the truth is, it's just sad that we have to fight for on everything, even yeah. for our voices to be heard. Um, and so that's why I think it's important because we need to know that we are valued because when you don't feel like your voice is valued, and this is how I feel personally in relationships, friendships, whatever. When I don't feel like I'm heard and when I don't feel like my voice matters, it makes me feel like I don't matter because I'm trying to figure out well, what's wrong with me. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that works. Maybe, that, maybe I, you know what I'm saying? It makes you second guess you. And so I think that that's is that's why it's it's very important, especially in this time. And a good example of what she's talking about about black women speaking out about things happening to them and not really getting support. What happened recently with Megan Thee Stallion? Everybody, she first of all she was quiet. Then people clowned her for being quiet. And then she spoke up. People clowned her for speaking up and said that she deserved to be shot and all of that stuff. Like we are not on a grand scale as a collective supported. So this is perfect um, for us to start to get our voices out. And now that we have a black woman V, I'm sorry, excuse me, black slash Indian woman VP, maybe somebody will start listening to us. For real, for real. I was just going to say, that's like representation to the fullest. Like we got somebody in the White House at the highest, you know, the second highest <laughs> in command. So hopefully that representation will open up a lot of doors um, for us in 
you know, all types of platforms, media, corporate, whatever your role is that you do on a day to day basis. And I love it because, you know, yes, she's black and, and slash Indian, but homegirl, the way she handled, listen, the way she has handled herself and the way that she handled these debates, hun, I love it. I'm here for all of it. Every second <laughs> of it. It's just, I, she she may not be 100% black, but she out here conducting herself really black. <laughs> she was raised by Angel Mama herself. Okay. <laughs> Well, Angela, thank you so, so much for being on our show. Can you please, again, because obviously I can't read. Everybody that listens to the show knows that. Um, (laughs) Can you please tell us where can we find you online? Where Mm -hmm. can we listen to your show? I've heard it. It's great. Everybody go listen. Is it, yeah, me and Alessa, me and Anessa listened. Um, so where can we find you? How can we get in touch with you? If we have podcasts, how can we join this Black Casters group and pod booking and all of that? Yes, ma'am. So as far as the podcast, it is the ever evolving podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and there you'll find the links for the website and all that good stuff. We are on Anchor, but we're on all platforms. Okay. So if you just go to Instagram, click on the link, you'll find us. Um, and as far as pod booking, you'll go to pod hyphen booking.com, sign up. And once you sign up, you can go to the Black Casters group. You'll see the little um logo click on that and request to join and i'll add you in and in the next coming days we'll be collaborating and doing some great stuff (laughs) sounds great well angela thank you so much for being on our show today and sharing your experience like um i told you we do not hear too often about companies our bosses even giving us grace during this horrendous Mm -hmm. time and let's not even point out yes us black folks are going through stuff but everybody literally is going through shit with this corona so um it's just great to have someone that's freaking gracious and will just give you a break and all of that so thank you so much for sharing that story um one last question what's your next five years like because you have your hands in so many different pots you're just you're just everywhere and you're doing the thing. So what what are your goals? What are my major goals? And I do this is probably the first time I talked about it. Yes, <laughs> um, we're the first for everything. Yeah. Explosive, explosive. Yeah. So it's the first time I've said it. Um, but I want to be like the next Issa Ray, like media. Yes. Yeah, like not just a <laughs> podcaster, but media providing spaces for Black creatives um, to create shows, uh, whether it's web, whether it's on television. So media is just my thing. Talk shows for us. You know, y'all remember BET back in the day? Like yes. when it was real Black? Yes. Mm-hmm. Summit and Cedar's World. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like that's what I see myself having my hands in five years from now, at least starting. I don't know what the what the roles gonna look like, but yeah, I see myself kind of, kind of, yeah, creating that space for us. Well, you going to do it, girl. <laughs> you going to do it. And uh, I want a spot on the show. I don't want to say nothing. I just want to walk past. <laughs> I want to say something. I want to be Yvonne Orange, you know. <laughs> I got you I want to be the main character, see? <laughs> but Angela, thank you again so much yes, for being on our show. It's time for the break room. It's the break room. It's the break room. What's your break room? Girl, we've been to all the tea. 
Hey, 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 it's the break, bro. What's your break, bro? All right, y'all. Well, let's take a break, child. All these discussions of the elections and everything that's going on. Well, in, you know, we've been talking about these verses and we got a lot, uh, another verses coming up. But Method Man said that no one could compete with Mary J. Blige in the verses. There's nobody that could step foot in a ring with her. And I totally agree because who would be able to compete with Mary? Like, I, I mean, was just know. thinking that who could compete with Mary? Nobody could compete with Mary. I mean, people compare, of course, like people compare Keisha Cole, K. Michelle as our times, Mary J. Blige, but they could mm-hmm. never actually mm-hmm. do a versus <laughs> with mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige. So y'all know I was talking about before how they should, the verses should not just be like a battleground type of thing, but they should do verses where, you know, people like Mary J. Blige can come on and play 20 of her songs or, you know, people like Chris Brown, Usher, those people I don't feel like can compete with. I don't think that anybody can compete with them. So they should do a versus where you could just go on, play our songs we can vibe out and be done with it. But I do think a K. Michelle and a K. Michelle and Keisha Cole versus would be dope though. That's appropriate. And boo, yeah. don't nobody want to see a versus with one art, one artist. That's not fun. For all intents and purposes, even though they're not even in the same generation, I think that a Chris Brown Usher versus would be dope. Even though Usher has more number ones, y'all can argue much y'all selves about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Google it. That's the word of the day. As far as Mary J. Really, the only person from her time that could possibly go toe-to-toe with her is Faith Evans. However, Faith Evans does not have the catalog to hang with Mary. So there's really nobody. I mean, unless y'all can name somebody. I can't think of anyone that could come for Mary. Mary is our queen of hip-hop soul. She has uh, given us album after album after album of pain. Ooh, especially in the 90s, bitch girl. I was going through it in fourth grade because Mary. (laughs) I'm going down. You heard me? Because she came came with all of the hits. She really was our generation's type K. Michelle type Monica, you know, so... Yeah, Mary's in the league of her own. Respect our queen. And for those types of artists that don't have a real competitor to go with, I don't think they should even entertain a versus. See, I don't my thing is I don't like of a competition. I think that's my big my biggest thing. So like when they do these verses, I know it's a competition per se, but I feel that's like not fun. I don't like competition. I'm not a comp I don't like com- I don't like competitions. I don't know. I'm just, just stay at home Nina. <laughs> <laughs> we want to see a competition like, and y'all and want like, a battle. Yeah, and it's fun like it's and then uh, like the Bron- the the Bronica, the Brandy and Monica verses for for those of us who watch that there was a lot of songs on there that I forgot that I was like, ah, that's just in my jam. Or yeah. Brandy will play one song and Monica could play uh, another song to complete with that song. And I'd be like, mm, nope, Monica won or mm, nope, Brandy won. Like, that's the fun part in it for me. I would love to see my Mary J. Blige just sit in a room and play all her hits. But that's just a concert. 
That's not. See, I want a mini concert. Come on for the mini concert. Okay. Hashtag <laughs> mini concert. Hashtag battle. <laughs> yeah, we do a hashtag mini concert versus me. Yeah, but you might, you, you right, Dana. You might be right. People might. I'm. I don't know. I'm just. I love the verses. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the verses. And, you know, by the way, let's not forget about Jeezy and T.I. verses happening on November 19th. But I'm going to be there with all my trap music. Um, yeah, all my rubber bands. on girl, all, my <laughs> all my fake money uh, on the <laughs> table, like I'm in a video or something. So, but yeah, Mary, shout out to Mary. She's the queen. Can't nobody compete with her. Uh, but shout out to SNL or Saturday Night Live. They've been having a lot of good hosts and musical guests lately. They have. If y'all noticed that Eddie Murphy hosted, Chris Rock hosted, Meg Thee Stallion. Issa Rae. Uh, yes, Issa Rae. Um, Adele. Adele. It's just been popping. And this week or today, um, Today is Saturday, of course. Dave Chappelle will be hosting. I cannot wait. Legend, y'all. So shout out to Dave Chappelle. I love Dave Dave Chappelle. I don't know his musical guest child is somebody old school, the the white folks old school person. (laughs) It's somebody old school that's like conscious, like most deaf or something. Because that's he rock with. But it's a white band, you know. You know Dave Chappelle. He rock with he rock with the white folks, which is fine. We do too. We just rock with the white folks that that rock with us. Okay. Okay. So shout out to uh, Dave Chappelle for sure for getting the Chappelle Show on Netflix. Thank you, God. Yeah, Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. What's your, what's your favorite Chappelle Show skit? I it's mean, so many. It is so many. I hate to talk about the R. Kelly one, but that was one. <laughs> <laughs> That was the most prominent of my time, me growing up. You know, that was like, that's our era of like, you know, R. Kelly being like the most scandalous, you know, not most scandalous, but you know, that was our, we'll be able to talk about that. Like R. Kelly, you know, he went to prison. R. Kelly was peeing on folks. And so yeah, that (laughs) probably, I want to piss on you. (laughs) I think mine was when he was showing, well, the racial draft is like top top five for sure for sure um that one episode where he had uh what's his name john mayer with his guitar playing different guitars that (laughs) resonate with different races that was hilarious because it was so true bitch you put a drum behind anything black people gonna be like hey 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 go nessa go nessa and they start freestyling this shit it's my birthday. What you do? It's a break room, baby. We start. Yes, we start. Just put a damn song together. So that shit was iconic, funny, and of course, of course, Charlie Murphy's recounts of his encounters with celebrities, more specifically Prince and Rick James. Oh my gosh! Just I can't yeah, wait for this to get on. Yeah, I can't wait for this to get on Netflix. That's a great call. And Dave Chappelle, y'all, he is very woke. I don't know if y'all seen a lot of Dave Chappelle be, you know, coming for these white folks. He is very woke. He is definitely black power. Okay. He is a legend in his own right. So he got plenty of money. That don't, I mean, that don't, (laughs) but still, I love Dave Chappelle. So we'll be watching that. So for our Real Housewives of Potomac recap, update, whatever you want to call it, Dana, did you watch? I did. It was cool. I feel like now that the the drama of the whole... Well, actually, it's still going on. So let's just go over this, y'all. So first of all, I'm so over 
Miss First Messy Lady Giselle, baby. Girl. Giselle is so messy. It, it just, it Giselle. I don't understand how you can be a first lady and being on here with this platform and being this messy. But um, Giselle and and I love Giselle, but still, Giselle and Robin invited Karen to a lunch. Okay, to quote unquote find out if she was okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's fake because you're not really trying to find out if I'm okay. You're really being nosy and trying to spill tea. So Giselle tells Karen that Wendy told them at her wine with Wendy, you know, that was last week's episode that she was that when do y'all remember when they were at the lake, Karen was like drunk and she was spilling all the tea about uh, what's his name? What's her husband's name? Ray. Mr. Ray Child, the billionaire, the black billionaire, uh, about his tax issues. And she kind of, if y'all remember, she was like, I put all my money behind him, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, First Lady Messy Giselle goes to Karen, invites her with Robin, with her green-eyed bandit, the green-eyed bandit twins, and was like, yeah, we just wanted to check on you because Wendy told us that you, you know, we're going through some things with with the black millionaire. And uh it's so funny to me because if you remember Dana when they were all sitting and 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 Wendy told her about this, she Wendy was like, "So Giselle, are you going to tell Karen?" And Giselle sat up there and lied and said, "No, I'm not." And then the next week she goes and tells Karen like she couldn't wait. Girl, Giselle is such a clown to me. And she wouldn't even be a clown if she would just own her own self and stop mm-hmm. trying to insert herself into this whole holy pastor's wife ass shit because that's fake. Your husband is already a disgraced pastor. And then you're on TV further em- further embarrassing you guys' home dynasty or whatever by being such a messy bitch i cannot name you not one first lady i know that Mm -mm. be doing doing this petty shit and then now you know we cuss all day on this show i don't give a damn but my first lady doesn't cuss and neither should you bitch (laughs) (laughs) you all over here talking about fuck monique and all this other bullshit and fuck her i want to be around her right bleep 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 you are disgracing monique didn't have to do nothing to this show for you to look bad that's that's tea that's the word on the street the most the most anointed thing talking you ain't talking about shit i can't believe she had the nerve to come on up in here with that slogan and Karen kills me because she got amnesia during this whole conversation. And she was like, yeah, I don't say that. She don't want to talk to these bitches, these fake ass bitches, which she knows they're fake. And she, she does. In her confessional. She don't want to tell them they her business. And I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Because look, anytime you see Robin and Giselle together, it's just mess. It I, mean, I, I don't feel anything about them is genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, they ride for each other, but when it comes to the other groups of the show, it's you two versus everybody else. And that's yeah. always how it's been. When y'all came to Karen, y'all's intentions were not genuine. Karen not, knew no. that shit. And she didn't give you bitches nothing. So there we have it. Yeah, you're right. And so, <laughs> woo, baby. 
baby, I I can't I can't deal with Giselle or Robin. And I feel like Robin is so bandwagon. I feel like she wouldn't be doing none of that stuff if Giselle wasn't like, come on with me and let's go talk to Karen and see. You know what I'm saying? Like, girl, Robin I, is brainless. Um, yeah, I really don't have a whole lot of like regard to her mental capacity because to me, like you said, she is a follower. Anything Giselle is hyped up and pissed about, she is too. Mm-hmm. Anything Giselle does or Giselle is done talking to a motherfucker, she is too. She's just a sheep puppy. And it even in your life, like I'm all for black love. I'm all for y'all standing the test of time. But this nigga really fucked you up for a long time and you and you stuck around for whatever reasons so you know and again no shade yeah keep that same energy no shade to women who do this i understand that love is very complicated and i don't know the ins and outs of their relationship but at the same time where is it in your life where you were a good role model to your sons and took a stand on something that was any of, of any importance and not involved yourself in this stupid type of mess like you're just a she's a sheep to me she's potomac's version of cynthia circa 2010 or whatever whenever she got on the show like she's just like a puppet to me yeah she is and cynthia has changed maybe in her in her new yeah her new but in the coming years she'll maybe get some some more backbone but we'll see but speaking of robin robin had a photo shoot for her hat company Baby, this hat, these Girl, hats. Them hats look a mess. Girl, they, I don't like the hats. I don't right. understand. Somebody from Virginia or that the whole area, can y'all tell us about the fashions in that area? Because <laughs> I, I don't understand. I, don't, I, it's, it's hard for me to kind of see y'all as these supreme housewives when y'all right. are dressing like bitches waiting on the, the, the bus stop and. Robin, you are so far off with these hats. Ain't nobody wearing that shit. No, this ain't Von Dutch. With these like, and these wigs, sis. Yeah, like, I, you know, ugh, whatever. Girl, well, yeah, I don't like the hats, Robin, but Robin said, look, let me uh use these girls that I don't really like that, like that to put on my hat so I can have this photo shoot so I ain't got to pay no real models. <laughs> tax issue <laughs> and I ain't got no more money to spare <laughs> you gotta sell a lot of hats baby she fo- she had a photo shoot with all the girls and of course Robin goes and tells Karen uh, oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry Robin goes and tells um, Wendy that at the lunch Karen was talking about her having these degrees so of course Miss Wendy as she slithers baby that, la- that lady like the slither um <laughs> <laughs> Wendy and Karen got into it and baby Wendy was letting Miss Karen have it but Karen I, I have to, Karen holds her Karen she holds her own every time I have mm-hmm. never not seen her be able to hold her own even when she wrong she still holds her own but she like and I don't think she was wrong in this situation but I'm just saying like girl Wendy came for her and was like you should be a commending and applauding a black woman for having a PhD because only 2% of the population have them listen Wendy we don't care about how many degrees you have now I'm not saying that's not an accomplishment because yes ma'am it is I'm not going to I only got a bachelor's I can't get no master's child I'm tired of school I can't go to school no more okay today (laughs) but today you know you don't need to be successful sis you know, to have you don't need to have a PhD to be successful. People come out the mud. Do you hear me? 
And that's exactly what Karen did. And she tried to down Karen, but she really made herself look like a fool. What I, we, on this show, people know we love degrees and titles and all. We love boosting that shit up because that is a huge accomplishment for our community. But Wendy, you wear that shit on your sleeve as if it, justifies anything that comes out of your mouth Mm -hmm. it justifies any type of thoughts that you have because you think you're right about everything and it justifies your behavior i'm tired of hearing about your four degrees yes you are a very 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 book educated black woman but act like a regularly educated black woman how about you turn this whole shit around and let somebody knowing that you're as educated be something that they learn to find out about you and not something that you're just throwing in their face every time you met them. I have friend degrees. I have friend degrees. I have friend degrees. I'm so tired <laughs> about your fucking degrees, bitch. Like, I know Girl, you went through it. I know you went through it to get those shits. And, I, and you have every fucking right to sit up and say, Dr. Wendy, Dr. Wendy, Dr. Wendy, all day long. Because, but you use your education as a means to down others. And that's where you're not cool. Right. And she has some nerve to try to tell, well, Karen, you talk so much about, you know, wanting to uplift women and do all of this, but you're downplaying her by saying, you know, that, oh, I have four degrees and you don't like, that's not, that's not, um, uplifting and, women either. And like, Karen is arguably more successful than you are with your four degrees. So it's like, ma'am, you came over to my ball game and try and ask to play like Hello. don't come over here acting like your four degrees got you in this door and and i'm not shit just because i don't have it like right. where I, I i like wendy i like wendy a lot i, do I, do like I, wendy. I feel like i identify with her a lot and she really is she really exemplifies the type of woman that i would like to be however you gotta humble yourself boo boo humble it down because don't nobody give at the end of the day though, don't nobody give a fuck about all of these degrees when you're a nasty person. It, it don't matter. It really don't matter. So check yourself. But look, when 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 Karen start mocking Wendy's walk, Karen, I mean, she's talking about Wendy came down, slither, they all start slithering back. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Y'all are ignorant. Anyways, y'all, the ladies are going to Portugal. And guess who's not invited? Can y'all guess? Monique. <laughs> I, really, I just don't think they should have not invited her i don't think that's fair you know ashley and giselle met up and ashley was like oh giselle was like i'm not coming if she's coming so i feel like ashley was like peer pressured into not inviting her because so, ashley been going so hard for you know monique that's been her friend i just don't feel like i feel like in other house like real housewives of atlanta it's so much stuff has happened between all of them ladies to, to the point where they'll be like, I don't want to invite her. I don't want to invite her. But all of them still go. It's still the Housewives of Potomac. She's still part of it. Although she made a mistake that I don't agree with, I still don't feel like they should have shunned her away from being able to go. And I don't feel like, I feel like Ashley should have had more of a backbone and been like, okay, Giselle, well, don't come. I mean, but Ashley did say she didn't want Monique feeling uncomfortable, which I can understand. And she didn't want them sequestering yeah. themselves off away from her, making her feel more isolated. So I get it. And plus, Candace is on this whole, well, she's dangerous. She's not like I don't like the show anymore. I think y'all are lame. And I hardly believe that y'all can come up with any more storylines to keep me interested now that y'all have iced this girl out. Because now the whole show is 
us hanging out without in her walking around her kitchen. And I don't like that. It's 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 not conducive for her. Uh, why am I here? Why am I even on the show then? Because I'm not being a part of the group. I'm interested in seeing if she will be coming back next season. I think she's I, good. I, 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 she I can't. Could. I can't wait for the reunion to find out what's going to happen. But speaking of that, Candace is upset. Now, mind y'all, this happened a year ago, but Candace, at the end of the show, Candace is upset because Monique files a counter charge against her. Now, sis says she has a legitimate charge to file, but I'm trying to figure out what, what, what possibly could she have countercharged? I don't know, but that the made Candace mad. So we'll see again. Like this, like I, I said, it was an, a counter assault charge, but they both didn't get anywhere with it. The, the case with the, I guess the county DA, whoever dropped the case, they were like, we're not fooling with you bitches. This is, this is regular bitch shit. Go figure it out yourselves. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, there's an update, y'all. I agree. It, it's, I, like I said, Candace, you just mad because you got your ass beat. Like, it happens, baby. <laughs> People get their ass beat all the time. Just shut up from time to time. Maybe, you know, you won't run into a burr. Take your L and, and just move on. Anyways, that's all of the information or reality updates I have to provide for y'all. Dana, have you been listening to any new music? Girl, I've been listening to uh, Wolf Blitzer and these motherfuckers on CNN all week. Baby, what? That's all we've been focused on this week. I just feel like our whole lives have have been consumed from Monday. Really, I know the election, you know, took place on was supposed to take place on Tuesday, but election day. But our whole lives have been consumed with elections and who's going to win. I know I've been pulling my hair out all week, but I'm so glad that we have made it here. And I feel like it was all worth it because Joe Biden is the president. Joe Biden is the president and did nobody vote for Joe Biden. Everybody voted against Trump. I don't give a fuck if Trump was running against a parrot. I would have voted for T'Challa for president over this bitch. So <laughs> not T'Challa. Wait a minute, T'Challa, Wendy's bird. I mean not Wendy's bird, uh Monique's bird. You yes. <laughs> T'Challa got the sauce and I feel like he would do great in leadership. So he would, baby. He is trained. Monique got that man trained. She might she'd be a good vice president for him, child, I guess. Her and that bird situation, that's a little weird to me, but I ain't gonna say nothing about that. If that's what she <laughs> if that's what she gives her uh her comfort from it, I'll take it, child. But um yeah, no no music, no new talk, no shows. Maybe not yeah, we gonna try to find some. Well, I know the Selena docu series is coming out, but that's in a that's I think in a, still in a couple more weeks. But I like I said, all of our all of our being and consumption has been about the election. So I'm gonna try to find some shows to watch. If y'all want to hit us up on social media, let us know what's out. We can binge watch so we can talk about it. Only thing that I've been listening to is one song, <laughs> <laughs> and that is her damage. Okay, I'm having a listen to that. I don't know. Y'all might not like that. I, I love that song. I've been having that song on repeat. Anytime I go to the store, anytime I'm just riding the car, I play that song over and over and over again. I haven't played anything else, but I don't think anything else is really coming out right now. There's a lot of negative energy going on. And I just do want to say condolences and shout out to the baby. His brother died. He committed suicide. And it's just, it, I, p- people are going through a lot. And we've talked about this in, you know, the down the business segment dana's talked about it get therapy y'all if you need therapy if you're dealing with any mental health issues you know deal with that because that stuff is real we're all going through a lot king von died you know um now the baby's brother's 
dead. He committed suicide. It's just a lot going on. It's a lot that we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So next break room, for child, I'm going to have a sermon for y'all. We're going to pray or something. Okay, let us pray. <laughs> but honestly, the only thing I've been listening to is this. Out of my house. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. That's all we got to say. And that's that on that. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much to our guest, Miss Angela Cherie, for coming in and blessing us with her story. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.